Hey, what's up? This is Jacob. What's up? It's Dan. What's up? It's Trevor. And it's Eric Michael. And it's time for Boy Band Break, baby. Let's go! Join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And I'm Lydia, a.k.a. Mama Lou. Um, so... It's it's an it's a eagerly that's not the word I'm looking for. This is an episode some people have been waiting for for a highly bit. anticipated. Highly anticipated. Yeah. Thank you, my brain. Anyways, I'm right to disappoint. <laughs> so if you haven't yet, which I mean it's been a while, you definitely should have by now. But if you haven't yet, you should go back and you should check out um, our interview that we did with O Town. Um, we got to chat with them on Zoom and one of the, uh, I believe it's episode 140. It is 140. Um, one of the topics that we discussed with them was a book and Diane's will. (laughs) Um, and the townies, you know, they really came out and they were like, we need to know more about this book. Um, so it, good thing you shared it with them. You know, someone someone commented that they went to look up the book to see if they could buy it, and it's like a thousand dollars on Amazon. Hundred percent is because there's only one copy out there on Amazon. And so Lou did a cease and desist. Lou did a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Was it Lou? I, somebody I did a cease Lou. and desist. Well, were they still with Lou in two thousand and? They were the last boy band still with Lou. I have no idea. No, I think they had like Natural or something. Uh, it came out in two thousand and two, so. I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Either way. It's very rare and hard to find. But we got your back. We got the book. Because Chinzia Impulse buys things quite Um, often. And we're going to like delve a little more into it. Um, Obviously, just for copyright reasons. We know nothing about copyright. We're not going to read the whole book. Um, I know other books um, that you cannot read the entire book and record it and post it on YouTube. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, it's more like uh, if we talk about it, then it's considered transformative, and and it's you know yeah. kind of freedom of speech thing. But, but if also, we, yeah, also we're not making any money off of this, so it's not like anything is yeah. really. Also, it's extremely long, and I don't think you it's know two hundred and. 58 pages. Okay, so show the, front, show the front and the back to the camera. All right, guys. The book we are talking about is Girl About Town, On Tour with O-Town by Krista Richards. Woo! So, um, that is get ready. Chinzia has graciously uh, flagged a bunch of the uh, important <laughs> Apparently, parts. I am incapable of summarizing, and there's a lot of post-it notes. That's I'm not sure surprising. how many of these we're going to get through. but That doesn't surprise me either. Yes. So, a uh, quick backstory on this book. It was early 2002 when it came out, and I... And the internet was still pretty young, fairly young. And I was looking around and I was, I guess I was on like an O-Town fan page or something. And they're like, this book came out. And I feel like this was also possibly controversial at the time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, you're not supposed to tell what's going on, but also people were excited about it. So Krista 
I'll read on the back what it is. I haven't actually read the back in years. So, but anyways, she, she went on to Ortho Town and then she decided that she was going to write a book about her experience. So because she was self-published, I believe, or with a very small publisher, they were print on demand books. So you had to pay for it. Then they would print it and stuff. And I feel like, I don't even know if they took credit cards or if it was money order. It was like, I was doing a lot of eBay stuff at the time. So I was think I believe the book, because there's no price on it anywhere. I believe it was about 15 or $20. And then like the shipping to Canada and stuff, I believe it came to about $40. So I hemmed and hawed for a few days and I was like, do I want to spend this much money? But like my dream was to go on tour with a band. Like I, if I could be a roadie, if I could do anything to be on tour with a band and like this girl is living my dream, I need to do this. So then I finally was like, screw it. I'm just going to buy the book. And then I didn't know this until later is that very quickly afterwards it got taken down. So it was only up for a few weeks. So there's not a, maybe a month. So there was not a lot of people that actually got this book before the cease and desist letter came. And then, and then she had to stop selling it. So, which is like sucks, I guess. Cause you know, like you spent all this time writing a book, 258 pages, and mm -hmm. then you're just like, just kidding. Haha, <laughs> you can't sell it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read the back out loud and see what it says. And then if it's missing any major things, I'm going to tell you like a little bit of background about Krista. So it's a, it's a very long, by the way, this is, and very small print. Very small print. But the actual book itself is bigger print. So, all right. That's good. Uh, Girl About Town is a true story as told by its author, Krista Richards. Once hired to go on tour with the boy band O-Town to perform ultrasound on Jacob's back, she begins journaling and does so until her adventure comes to a close. With dates and times, whereabouts, and inspirational quotes... Krista takes you on an honest exploration of the celebrity world. The author, the author captivates her reader as she takes them along on her own personal journey through the prospects and perils of love and the many pitfalls of pride. Personal tribulations and divine intervention seg Krista's remarkable experiences that mark the beginning of her new life. First stop, New York City. Krista begins her travels on the bus with O-Town that marks the beginning of their concert tour across United States and Canada. Surrounded by the beauty of the passing countryside and the company of celebrities, the author relives each day and each new discovery on the pages of her diary. The reader is invited to join Krista and the boys of the band through vivid recollection in photo shoots, concerts, rehearsals, life on the tour bus, parties, and precious free time, just kicking it with the guys. During the course of her adventure, Krista learns more about herself than ever before. Little did she realize that while working and helping Jacob heal from his back injury, God was working on her. Just the right combination of forming new friendships, finding new love interests, experiencing new surroundings, and discovering new perspectives helps the author begin a new life. Krista shares how her working relationship with five members of the opposite sex becomes more like gaining five brothers. As they fast become intimate friends, her various encounters with the boys from O-Town makes her an amusing tale told through the eyes of the only girl on the bus. Lydia's face is amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there I'm any more? Fun. Yes. Okay. Oh my geez. The okay, bonds they formed with each other helped Krista grow from and appreciate the unexpected twists of life. 
and handle the pressures that come from simply being a young woman. The author learns the importance of leaving the past behind, swallowing pride, and being in love with someone is not a mistake. Girl About Town is a personal story that takes you behind the scenes on the job with the nurse for one of the hottest, uh, one of today's hottest music sensations. A must read. So that's that part. Oh God, there's, there's a quote. Okay. Uh, Krista's conversational style of writing makes the reader feel as though they're in the room as she tells her story. From a young woman's perspective, she shares her joys, her struggles, her very heart. This is a fun and humorous read about life behind the scenes with a boy band. I had no idea that girls paid so much attention to detail. A good lesson for all you guys. And that was from Paul Russell, co-founder of the Christian Community Theater. And then the About the Author says, Krista Richards is a newly discovered author whose writing style is fresh and unfeigned. Graduated from Merrick College of Nursing in San Diego, California, she works as an OBGYN nurse at Kaiser Permanente. Ms. Richards' Girl About Town was composed from personal journal entries authenticated during her travels with O-Town as Jacob's personal nurse. All right, so just from that, do you have any Lydia's facial expressions when you were reading? Amazing. I feel like that was a very this long, could have been said discussion. in a lot less words. Yes. Mm. I mean, granted, I don't know, like was ADHD around back then? Uh, I'm sure it was. But just like it's, it's like it's like she repeated the same thing. Like, I don't think she times. wrote this because this does not sound like her writing style. I don't know, like some like whoever yeah. wrote the essay about the book. It's like, it's like literally, you could have stopped at the first paragraph. We got the picture. But it's like in the countryside. <laughs> like, oh my god! It's like shut up, shut up. Okay, leave you. Don't shut up. Yeah. So I don't and know. I'll preface before we start reading. And I said this even to O Town. Um, this is gonna sound like Chinzia is making it up. It's gonna sound like it's fan fiction. It's gonna say like you yeah. know, and they pretty much confirmed that maybe a lot of this did not happen. They um, well, o, o Town has not read this book. They have never received a copy of it. I was like, maybe I'll just retype the whole book, and I got through one page, and then I was annoyed that I couldn't get the right spacing, and then I was just like, let's just not do that because um, like a lot of effort. <laughs> um but so they're they're pretty confident that a lot of it is not true um but it reads it reads like a fan fiction and i promise you though that's what it actually says whether that's what actually happened or not though that's what it actually says on the pages of the book so Mm. you know i would like to think that this is mostly true um, but yes, I just, it's from a person's perspective. So it's like, there's a lot of description of clothing items. Like that's a, a big thing in fanfics of what they wore that day and mm-hmm. how your hair looked and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's like a little time capsule back to 2000. So I, I was trying to figure out when this would have actually happened because she has dates, but she doesn't have the year, Duh. but I feel just based on when I looked this up earlier, I think it was 2001. Okay. Hmm. Um, and this fun, was published in 2002. This was published in 2002. Makes sense. Uh, fun fact, I actually did meet Krista. Wow. Oh, yes, Lon- you did say that. At the London, Ontario mm-hmm. show, but I did not know who she was. I thought she was Janie, who's Jacob's girlfriend. Mm. But I'm like, she looks different, like, whatever. So um, I'm not sure if it's going to get into this, but I don't know if I... 
You know what? You let's have just... a lot of things flagged there. Yeah. So, so let's just start. And we're already ten minutes in. Started. People are waiting. They want the. They want the tea. They want mm. the tea. They want the juiciness. Mm. All right. So she starts up the personal notes, all this stuff. So I'm just gonna read this first section, the intro of the book, because I feel like it's a good little intro we got here. Mm-hmm. Chapter one, Sunday, July 22nd, midnight, O-Town's tour bus en route to Montreal, Canada. Oh, that's us. Number one. Close to us. In Canada. 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 Ashley is still part of the band in this, so there's Ashley. But she doesn't talk about him as much. Sorry. How do you not? Okay. Okay. Well, she likes other people. Okay. Number one, celebrities using the letter B. What do you have? I have Brad Pitt, Ashley said, proud of himself. We were naturally going clockwise around the table in the back lounge. It was Eric's turn. Halle Berry. Next up, Dan, who said, Bono. It was obvious to everyone who I would say. I laughed as I said, Bon Jovi. (laughs) Jacob... He doesn't enjoy playing categories as much as the rest of us, but I made him. Said, bare naked ladies. Okay. She spelled it wrong. Finally, Trevor's churn. Uh-huh. Betty Boop. Double points, he said excitedly. We all just stared at him. Trev, I said, she's a cartoon. That doesn't count. Dan chimed in. No way, Trevor. Nice try. It does too count. She's a celebrity. Ask anyone and you- they'll know who she is. All in favor, Jacob asked. None of us raised our hands except Trevor, and I threw my pen at him. Moving on, I said. In the end, Ashley won. If you ask me, I could have won, but it turns out I could only use Bon Jovi so many times. I looked around the lounge as I sipped my bottled water, and a feeling of sadness came over me. I can't believe I'm on my way to our last city on tour. In just two days, I'll be flying home to San Diego from Montreal and will be dreading to say my goodbyes. Dan and Eric start playing video games in between a battling out for title of King of Make-Believe Basketball. I made that up, which they think is stupid, but they're the ones who are in their 20s and still playing video games. Bitch! Okay, wow. Right? That's quickly there. I told them I thought they were stupid. Jacob got out a deck of cards and he, Trevor, Ashley, and I started playing a game of Egyptian rat screw. Oh, okay, because cards are better. Okay. Old lady, yes. Sure. I've never heard of Egyptian rat screw. Does anybody know what that is? No. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember how to Not play yet. it. With the Beatles one CD playing, we all spent the next hour just hanging out. I lost an Egyptian. Big surprise. Jacob is the best. But that was okay. I usually do. I was wearing my favorite navy blue hooded sweatshirt with my red pajama bottoms. I seem to have lost my zebra slippers at one of the hotels. I'm sad. My feet are cold and I borrowed socks from Trevor since mine are all dirty. All decked out in our pajamas, we moved on from the card game and decided to massages were next. Okay, this does sound like a fan fiction. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This is like, okay, all right. Thank you yeah. for prefacing that, Dee. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <clears throat> I lay on my stomach while Eric massaged my back with the thumper. 
Later on, she they the she what? talks. They they bought it at one of those like stores. It was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Because Lydia's <laughs> facial expression that don't sound like no. Okay, the thumper is a back massager that yeah. costs two hundred and forty-five. It sounds like a special move. Thank you. Well, okay. Um, Go ahead. So Erica's massaging her. Maybe I should like. Should I not be on this should, episode? No, I feel, I feel like, like your reactions are going to be okay. The, I'm sorry. This is what's helping it be entertaining, okay. Lydia. Okay. okay. You know I'm next, right? He said, smiling at me. This is Eric. Trevor perked up. You're always next. I want to be next. Krista, will you do it to me? I won't do it to you, but I'll massage you. I laughed out loud. I cracked myself up. Trevor did go next. Did but you I write this? What? <laughs> did you ask if I wrote that? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Trevor did go next, but I promised Eric I'd massage him after. The two of them love getting massages. I was hired to take care of Jacob's back, but discovered all the good boy. All the guys enjoyed a little nursing TLC as well. Massages were a big hit. The guys called me <laughs> magic fingers. <laughs> and there'll be no complaints here. When I massage them, they usually take off their shirts. And who wouldn't want to see that? It's about 2 a.m. when I finish massaging Trevor and he stood up to put his shirt back on. He glanced in the mirror and said, I really need to work out. You're fine, Trev. You look good, I assured him. With that, Ashley stood next to Trevor, took off his shirt, looked in the mirror, and then faced me. What about me? I need more muscle, don't you think? Well, he's definitely done that in the years in recent years. On that, yes. Uh, suddenly, Eric, Jacob, and Dan simultaneously took off their shirts and all faced me, wanting yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So here I was, sitting on the couch <laughs> yeah. with all five of my O-Town boys standing shirtless in front of me, waiting on my comment. I realized yeah. then that I would probably have the best job in the world, and it's a huge shame that Jacob's back healed. My work is nearly done. I can't believe how great my life turned out to be. I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly lucky, but trust me, it hasn't always been so charmed. Oh man, that's some yeah, shit. that's something. So yes, yeah, so Lydia, would you like to go on tour with the band and have them all just take off their shirts? Absolutely, yes, hundred percent, no question. Wow, yeah, it does read like a fan fiction though. Yikes! Mm -hmm. yeah. Yikes! Yikes! yikes. Uh, so yeah. you'll hear the boys' reaction to that if you go back to your O Town interview, but. Uh... They, they don't think it happened that way, but, you know, maybe they just don't keep detailed notes. Yeah. True. You know, women, we, we keep everything detailed. True. Uh, what's your next post-it note, Shinzi? Yeah. It says Jacob intro. So I'm going to skip over this. So Krista had a lot of personal shit happen at once. So she ended up, um, so she worked really, really hard to become, she wanted to be a doctor, but then decided she wanted to be a nurse. So she like nose to the grindstone, worked really hard, became a registered nurse by the age of 20. And then when she was 20 and she got a job working for a plastic surgeon and stuff, then she was like, I should party because I didn't get to party at all in college or anything. So then she kind of went through a little bit of a party girl stage, started smoking and drinking and stuff. Um, she's also very Christian. Um, then she ended up meeting this guy. Something happened. She ended up getting an STD, um, got super depressed, didn't go to work, got fired from work. Mm. 
um, because she was depressed, but she didn't want to tell anyone because she was ashamed and all that stuff. Um, then her best friend is Janie. So those who don't know, Janie was Jacob's wife. Mm. Was? They're divorced now, Ooh. but um, back in the day, like they were high school sweethearts and stuff. Okay. So uh, I think it's going to talk a little bit about when she met Jacob. But anyway, so at this point, so she's there, then she moves Janie into her um, her apartment or whatever. And they like recorded a message and stuff, but she's not allowed to have somebody without like paying extra rent. So her landlord calls while she's depressed. She doesn't get the phone, finds out that Janie's there, evicts her. Oh, damn. So she gets, she loses her job, gets an STD and gets evicted all within oh, one week. That sucks. So she's having like a really shitty time. Yeah, fair enough. And then she finally like confides to her parents. Her parents are there. And then her and Janie end up finding a place and moving in together. Oh. And then Jacob ended up injuring his back while he ah. was on tour. Oof. So he's off the tour. The rest of the boys are still there. Um, but obviously Lou or whoever their manager is wants them to get like back on tour. So that's kind of where that kind of comes into place. So anyways, uh, so then, so her, they're living in this new house. Uh, and she couldn't move in with Jacob because Jacob was in the old town house. Jacob was whatever. Okay. I think so. So anyways, I, I don't even know if this part is even interesting. But essentially the thing is, is that she kind of talks about how she's known Jacob since she was like 12 because they were friends and stuff. Okay. And then Jacob um, gets his surgery or whatever in San Diego and then goes to live with them. Oh, so wow. because she doesn't have a job at the time. So she's like, okay, I'll just take care of you for a few weeks. So, so Jacob, Janie and Krista are all living in a house together Okay, for a few weeks before he has to go back on tour. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where that is. So, yeah. So, uh, okay, so now I'm going to skip ahead to chapter three. Yes. So anyway, so uh, he's supposed to go back on tour. He's like, hey, Mike wants to talk to you. And this is Mike Morin, who was one of their managers. So Chris is like, okay, whatever. And then, uh, oh, here, oh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. Okay, so now we're uh, Friday, June 7th, 5 p.m., my condo, San Diego, California. No, this is not happening. This must be a dream, but don't wake up. It's too good. So I'm sitting on my couch this morning doing a crossword puzzle when Jacob hands me his cell phone and says, Mike wants to talk to you. Mike? Mike who? I get on the phone and what followed can only be described as heaven on earth or someone pulling a prank. Mike, Morin, it turns out, is O-Town's manager, told me that they needed a nurse to come on tour with the ultrasound machine that Jacob needs for his back to do physical therapy stretches and stay on top of his medication. It's so crucial that he gets better quickly, but safely, obviously, because they don't want to lose money. Right. Yep. And uh, he said it would be too hard to get to a hospital in every city. So they want to bring someone on the road while his back, while his back healed. Yeah. Since I've been with Jacob, since the injury occurred, he knows I'm most familiar with his condition. He said we'd work out money when I get there, and he booked me on a 7 a.m. flight to New York the day after tomorrow. Hmm. He's reimbursing Jacob for my original ticket since they employed... Oh, I guess I guess Jacob was going back on tour, and her and Janie were flying to New York. So, okay. Um, just to, like, see the first show or whatever. So, uh, so he's going to reimburse Jacob for my original ticket since they employ me now, and they pay for airfare. Is this really happening? And to think, this morning I was sitting in my gray sweatpants, red tank top, and zebra slippers, trying to map out what I was going to do to find a job. Within a couple of hours, I've been supplied with a job, 
hot co-workers. Ha! The band is made up of Ooh. five guys. Jacob, Trevor, Ashley, Dan, and Eric. A seemingly glamorous lifestyle, a chance to travel the United States, and finally, a chance to escape the place I've known all my life. San Diego, California? (laughs) Boo-hoo! Oh my god. (laughs) If this is torture, take me to the wall. Wow. Uh, Sorry. This is way different from having your own apartment. This is having to rough it out in the big bad world by yourself. Test your character. See what kind of job your parents did. I guess she going camping. (laughs) I am stunned. My mind is going so fast. I almost can't write me on tour with O-Town going on a concert tour, traveling the world, getting to know the guys being around the Hollywood scene. This is unbelievable. It is too incomprehensible to ponder right now. I must let it soak in. Except the job offer first. Yes. I okay. Plus, yes. plus uh, traveling the world on some North American tours. Okay, I've never had to rearrange my whole life. Country. 24 yeah. hour going to Canada. Yeah. yeah. She's Sorry. like, it's not really a world tour. She's only yes. a North American tour, technically. Yes. But okay, what were you saying? Uh, I've never had to rearrange my life in a 24 hour period. Getting someone to make sure your bills get paid, making sure your cell phone works outside of San Diego. Remember when it was only certain parts that it would? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like after eight o'clock, you could call long yeah. distance or whatever. Yeah. Uh, back in my day. Back in my day, which was in this time period, uh, which mine doesn't. Dang it. That's a whole nother story. How does she have a phone that only works in her city? Well, back then. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Calling all your friends to tell them you won't see them for a while. Packing everything you need. I think your friends will understand if you're going on tour with O-Town. It's fine. Well, I feel like her friends know that Jacob is in a band. Like, are they not his friends as well? I don't know. Uh, Um, Who knows? Getting all your toiletries in travel sizes. Oh, remember that when people didn't bring like the full (laughs) shampoo. This is a concern? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Making sure your fish get fed. This is just a slight peek into my day, the day before my life changed forever. I am anxious and nervous at the same time. Like the fish. Jacob, Janie, and I are all flying out together tomorrow. Well, except the fact that Jacob gets to sit first class on a nonstop flight while Janie and I sit in coach and have a stopover in Dallas. I'm she assuming two different. About the, two uh, di- it's not like half the plane continues. There are two separate flights. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm confident that Jacob can board by himself with his cane and he oh won't have God. to move until he lands. He has a cane? Yes, because he has he a, a back industry. Back injury, <laughs> not a pimp cane. Okay. 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 I never dreamed in a million years that I would get the chance to do something quite like this. At first, I thought I was only going to fly out to meet the guys and hang with Jacob and Jaden for four days. Instead, now I have a new job, a new life. A new focus. It looks as though my luck has changed. Ready? Aim. Fire. So there you go. So that's that. Anything okay. on that section? That's, I don't know. I, I, I said, fuck the fish. And Diane laughed. Okay. I also laughed. And Jenso laughed. 
so okay, that's it. That's okay. So there's now there's, we're already, we're almost at thirty minutes. Okay, that so now we're gonna, gonna meet the guys. Okay, she meets them. Okay, so Monday, oh, June eleventh, nine thirty p.m. Uh, she also has quotes throughout this book. There's mm-hmm. lots of quotes. Of herself. Oh, of course, I know just other people. So, so this one is just breathe, Drew Barrymore from Ever After. So my first day of work is coming to an end, and I might say it was very successful. What was successful, sorry? Her first day of work. Okay. (laughs) I spent the whole day with the guys at a photo shoot, and now I am taking a bath, reflecting on how incredibly awesome this is. I set my alarm for 7.45 a.m. and was wide awake in one minute. I took a long, hot shower. I was taking my time, thinking it would make me prettier somehow. After the shower, body lotion, toner, face moisturizer, gel, hairspray, and Colgate, in that order. Wouldn't it be funny if she just put this all on her skin? Rubbing Colgate (laughs) under her pits. Ah, minty fresh. (laughs) She didn't put deodorant on, I see. That's shocking. Or Uh, I I wore a black knee length spaghetti string dress with black platforms. I saw Trevor first. His hotel room turned out to be next door to mine, and we walked out of our rooms at the exact same time. What are people going to think? I was caught off guard. It was odd seeing him in person, a pop star. Kind of surreal. So she's not met the boys at any point in time before this, I guess. Apparently not. Okay. Can I not hear anybody? Oh, I turned my volume down. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. It was sudden and unexpected, and the only thing I could think to say was... Hi, I'm Krista. He kind of just stared at me, slightly caught off guard, because it's 7.45 a.m., and said, hi. Well, no, she woke up at 7.45 a.m. Oh, that's right. Probably that's like at least 8.30, 8.45. Yes, yeah, so she, so his anything response else was, hi. Happen I, he told me later today that he was a fan. I'm Jacob's nurse. Oh, I thought your name sounded familiar. Nice to meet you. He extended his right hand and we shared a good firm handshake. He motioned with his head to go in the direction of the elevator and said, shall we go? Trevor is hot to me. His arms were the first muscle group I noticed. The second were his abs. Don't ask me how I could tell that he had ripped abdomen. I could just tell. It's one of my gifts. His arms were just the right size, not too big. I'm not not always attracted to guys who are excessively muscular because I think it shows the priorities are out of whack. Yeah. And they spend far too much time at the gym, especially if one arm is more muscly than the other. But trust me, Trevor is just right. He seemed charming immediately. I don't know if it was his dark brown eyes, his smile with straight white teeth, love it, (laughs) or just his overall demeanor, but he seemed truly nice, sincere even. He had a positive energy. And three moles on his left butt cheek. Like, my God, dude. I'm not going to lie. If I were to create my ideal looking man, he would pretty much be it, which is hilarious because at no point in this book does she like have the hots for Trevor, but okay. Um, I love tall, dark, and handsome. I've never preferred blondes. Trevor has That's dark you're brown mistaken, hair. Lady. <laughs> yes. uh, Trevor has dark brown hair that he's growing into a fro, and is wearing a white, short-sleeved, 
collared shirt not tucked in with dark denim jeans and Lenny Kravitz looking sunglasses. He looks like Lenny Kravitz actually. No, no, he does not. No, but okay. Trevor has a dark blue Nike bag slung over his left shoulder and he walked with confidence as we walked side by side down the hall. His eyes were focused straight ahead, his chin up, his chest filled with air. Not too much confidence, but just enough to appear secure. I think it's cool. His lungs that- have air in them? What a shock. What? He dreams? <sighs> Amazing. Wow. I think it's cool that he walked next to me rather than a few feet in front of me. I mean, we just met. He probably could have not really given me the time of day. Therefore, my initial reaction of Trevor was that he doesn't act like he's better than me. Since one of my biggest pet peeves is people who love themselves, I am relieved to see Mm. that he doesn't seem egotistical. Testicle? Not testicle. No testicle. (laughs) Uh, Janie and Jacob are in the elevator when the doors open. What? Janie was with Jacob? My face brightened. I was excited to see them and felt more comfortable right away. There were about 50 fans waiting out in front of the hotel. I wonder if anybody listening was one of these fans. All of them were high school girls, except for this solitary guy who ran up to Trevor right as we exited the hotel. The guy handed Trevor his cell phone and asked him to say hi to his friend on the other end. We've done that before. Mm, I've not. You have. I've done that with Enrique Iglesias. Yes, you did. Uh, I found this to be very strange. I would never have thought to do that. Trevor got on the phone with no convincing and had a short conversation with whomever. He acted like it was normal. I guess it was for him. I found myself speculating about all that I was in for. It really stunned me. I didn't know what to think about fans. It's dot, 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 creepy. Okay, lady. You You wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for fans, but that's right. Okay, go back to your playing cards. They just stared at Janie and me looking us up and down because we were just walking with the guys. Correct. The four of Mm -hmm. us walked a block down the street to a little cafe to get bagels to go. The fans didn't follow. Not surprising. I'm sort of surprised. Yeah. What do I know? I'm new. Maybe they were waiting for Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> well, or maybe they were giving us space to have breakfast. Once there, Janie and Jacob were still deciding what to order, so they stood behind Trevor and me while we made up our way up to the counter. Once there, the cashier looked at me as I opened my mouth to order, but Trevor beat me to it and ordered his first. I let out a silent sigh. Please, God, don't let chivalry be dead. We walked back to the hotel and got into one of... Yeah, I don't know, because he ordered his food instead of standing there. We walked back to the hotel and got Did into one of... Exactly. She does not mention that. She describes everything. You can't else. say a sentence like that and then not follow it up with something... Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, walked back to the hotel and got into one of the two black vans that were parked in front waiting to just cross town. We dug into our breakfast. You, you dug into, into bagels. Bagel? Did you? Okay. okay. Ashley and Dan got in the van right after we finished eating. Ashley is the total teen idol of the group. He is striking, I must admit. Yes. His bright blue eyes, light blonde spiky hair, fair skin, a few freckles, and a great smile. The sweetest thing. You just want to share some lemonade and sit on a porch with him to talk about puppies. (laughs) That's what Lydia wants to eat. That's a 
farthest thing that I want to do to Ashley, let me tell you. <laughs> Ashley reminds me of the boy next door, aside from being one of the top five hottest guys I've ever seen, even if he is a blonde. She's blonde. Oh, she is God, blonde. Just saying. As the baby of the group, age 20, Ashley has earned the rep for being the innocent one. I don't know about that. Have you seen his Instagram? He was wearing a blue and white vertical striped gas station t-shirt with a name patch over the pocket that read Harvey. The blue on his shirt matched his eyes perfectly with his diesel jeans, $150 a pair. Thank you very much. And tennis shoes. He was quite a sight. (laughs) Jacob introduced us and Ashley greeted me with the friendly, Hi, Krista. Uh, He sat down in front of Jamie Janie, and put on his headphones and began listening to a CD. Uh, I noted that Ashley keeps to himself in the morning. So not a morning person. Dan in the seat in front. Oh, here we go. We got Dan, guys. Do we think she's going to like Dan or not? Oh, who knows? Well, he doesn't have blonde hair, so I guess so. (laughs) Dan sat in the seat in front of me and turned around to shake my hand. Not a good handshake, though. Too weak. Ooh. Whoa. And Dan was the only one who wasn't shade to Krista. Wow. Um. But he just took my fingers. I hate that. Okay, yeah, that's weird. That's like a... Like, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe because he was sitting in the in front, the front of you seat. in a car. Yeah, in hello. And she had just been eating a bagel, so maybe she was all... Fucking cream cheese cream hands. Cheese hands. <laughs> um, okay. He was wearing a red fitted hat over his brown hair and appeared to have the beginnings of a goatee growing on his chin. It looked good. Dan is very handsome. He had on a black hooded sweatshirt with jeans and had three cartons of jack-in-the-box orange juice with him. He has green eyes and a slight East Coast accent. He's from Ohio. The thing I noticed most about Dan was his seriousness. It's not a bad thing. He just seemed like a real get-down-to-business type guy. Not too much joking, more focused. I like it. It's refreshing compared to most 20-year-old guys. Mike Morin climbed in the front seat and introduced himself. So I don't know if you know this about O-Town, but they had two Mikes that managed them. So Mike Morin, who was like the older guy, and then they also had Mike Cronin, which is Rich Cronin from Elfo's brother. No way! What? Um... Okay, so Mike climbed in the front seat, introduced himself, telling me it was great to finally meet me. I said the feeling was mutual. Mike has long hair pulled in a low, loose braid. He seemed tall and thick. Not fat, but thick. He had on a gray t-shirt tucked into a pair of jeans. As he got comfortable in the seat, he lit up a Winston cigarette and rolled down the window, exhaling the smoke outside. I secretly wanted a cigarette too, but I wasn't about to have one. Not there, not then. The strange thing about my smoking habit is I felt a tinge of embarrassment that I smoke at all. For some reason, at that moment, it seemed tacky for girls to smoke. I wonder where that feeling came from. We pulled away from the curb at 9.15, and I wondered where Eric was and why we were leaving without him. As, J- as if Jacob could read my mind, he said, Eric owes 50 bucks. Mike turned from the front seat and told you that you have to pay $50 to him if you're late. That goes for you too, Krista. It did end up happening to Krista eventually. The guys made the rule themselves to keep them on time. Eric will just take the second van. 
Trevor got on his cell phone and called someone, talking to them the whole car ride. Ashley continued listening to music. Jacob and Janie were talking, and I began talking to Dan about Ohio, since my whole extended family lives there. Dan is a good conversationalist and often asks a lot of questions. He seems truly interested in what you have to say. I can't tell if he doesn't like to talk about himself too much. He's always veering the conversation back to me. I bet all the guys have started to do that now. People want to know too much about them, so they block off the communication wave, keeping the conversation nothing personal. I Let's see if that changes with time. All right. Now, guys, I met Eric after we got to the photo shoot. I got on the van, and he just sort of appeared. Jacob introduced us, and he shook my hand. Really good handshake. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh my God. And he just took my breath away. Oh, good Lord. I can't that explain that. what. <laughs> 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 Such a firm hand. You hold your lungs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't explain what came over me. I had to remind myself to blink. Oh, God. Blink. It's not. As if he's necessarily more attractive than the other guys. But he definitely has a charm. A charm that, without a doubt, attracts me like a bee to honey. <sighs> Eric... He makes honey, technically. Yes. But okay, okay. You would think like a bee to pollen. To pollen. Or... But yes. I guess maybe that's, that's not the same doesn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric stands about 5'10", has a gorgeous, clear complexion. And a shaved head with brown hair about two centimeters long. Do Americans use centimeters? Okay. Uh, she was, he was wearing a light blue short sleeve collared shirt. Blue looks good on him. He has a great smile. It brightens up his whole face. He has amazing dark brown eyes and appears shy. He bashfully looked down as we were introduced and walked over to Mike, handing him a $50 bill. I watched him walk. His jeans fit well. They weren't too baggy or too tight. And he walked with his hands in his pockets. I thought that was cute. So cute. So he's like shy, but also like. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to try to balance it a little. She goes to the bathroom, blah, blah. And then, okay. She goes to the bathroom. So then there's an interview, and each guy is taking a corner of the room with a table and chair. They're asked questions like, What is your ideal date? What do you look for in a girl? I overheard Jacob answering with the bare minimum information. My girlfriend is what I look for in a girl, which I recall him saying this in like much music as well. Uh, He gets very annoyed with these kinds of questions because he doesn't see what it has to do with music. Well, Jacob, you're in a boy band. Yep. So that's what it has to do with it. This yep. is true. Yep. When, when Trevor went over for his interview, the room had pretty much cleared out with everyone off doing other things. Janie and I were still seated on the couch and Ashley was ironing a shirt next to us on the ironing board. Mm. After using mm. his washboard stomach. No. Uh, the woman began asking Trevor the same question she asked Jacob. He replied to the girl's question with, it's hard to date someone since I'm always in different cities. So I guess I need a girl that was on the road. I like blondes, girls that carry on a conversation, girls that are independent and established in their own life. He looked over at me and I pretended not to notice. What a flirt. I stared at my crossword puzzle as if a detective solving a mystery. Okay, so I'm going to skip over some more. Thank you for the reenactment, Lydia. So they go to a mall and buy a thumper for $245. Thump, 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 thumper. 
Oh, okay. Um, so uh, then at this point, so I'm skipping ahead a few days. They're having dinner. She likes to describe all her meals as well. So she's like, I sat across from Erica next to Jacob. I ordered a chicken sandwich, no tomato. Eric looked at me and said, okay, so you don't like tomatoes, beans, or pickles, and you love cereal, sweet and low, and chicken, right? I smiled. He had actually listened to our conversations over the past couple of days. I found that celebrities clumped together. We saw a girl from Eden's Crush eating at our same restaurant with her boyfriend, and she came over to say hi before she sat down. She ordered a cheeseburger. Good for her. It was funny during the meal. I was still wearing my black baseball cap and Eric suddenly started tripping out about how much I look like Britney Spears. Just for reference, this is what Krista looks like. She does not look like Britney Spears. Okay. There came to a point where he said, seriously, I can't look at you anymore. It's too eerie. I've tried to figure out who you look like since I've met you and now I know. Then he started calling me Brit. Doc agreed, which made me feel good because he's Britney's vocal coach. I mean, he would know. Okay, so there's some of that. I also look like Britney Spears. <laughs> yes, that is me. Uh, okay, so this one I just clicked as it flies in coach. So this is okay. So Friday, June 15th, 10 a.m., American Airlines en route to San Diego. Airlines? I'm totally in a mood. This could be due to the fact that I have to sit in coach while everyone else flies first class. Nevertheless, I'm in a mood. Well, you're not a pop star, so. Exactly. I am shocked to discover how much my self-esteem self has suffered while being on the road. I am surrounded by beautiful people, guys and girls, fine foods, perfect bodies, money, star status, and it takes its toll on you when you're in the shadows. I think it may take your toll on you when you're in the spotlight. It's insane how competitive life is, especially in this industry. I decided I would never go into this business. However, I still yearn for the glamour and awe that comes with being on top. Um, every day I feel pleased that I get to go out in public with my guys. It makes me feel cool and accepted somehow. But inside I feel sad. I wonder if it's because I'm not the, the one everyone is making a fuss over. I have internal wars with myself where I get jealous when Eric calls girls. Okay, Krista, he doesn't like you that way. I get so sad because I want him to, but why? This should be the happiest time of my life, and I'm beginning to realize that circumstances aren't what make you happy. Happiness is found inside, blah, 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 blah. Now there's some pictures of like her with when they're kids. Her, that's her and Jacob. When they're 12, Jacob is 13. There's her and Jacob and Janie. Um, if you're listening to this, I apologize. Yeah, okay. So anyways, there's a lot of pictures. I'm going to skip ahead here. Good idea. Uh, oh, that seems like a juicy post-it note. Juicy post -it note. Oh, what are you literally looking at here? This, this guy. Jessica Simpson alone with Eric. Whoa. Oh. seems very confused if you're listening oh, it's she has a poster and note, but she doesn't know what it's referring to she found it okay so she, she wore a white collared shirt with tank top blah blah there's the first show jacob was doing where he couldn't use a stool he was going to try to move around to the music i only agreed to this since we were in our hometown otherwise he'd feel like letting everyone down so they're in san diego at catering i say i sat with eric and dan 
Jessica Simpson came over and said hi to the guys. And Dan introduced me. We didn't shake hands. She's a big handshaker, eh? Like, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's how she judges people. Uh, Handshake. Weak. uh, But she said, hi, I'm Jessica. It's nice to meet you. Like these riveting conversations we got here. I know. I'm just like, wow, that's like amazing. She's very cute, really small. You just want to put her in your pocket. I wouldn't think that Jessica Simpson would be small. You know what? Britney Spears is actually pretty small too in real life. I think that might be like a, maybe it's a genetic celebrity. I think Twain is also really small too. Maybe. Uh, Okay. Uh, I went to the dressing room with Eric and we sprawled on separate black leather couches. We were both being antisocial. So we were in hiding. A glass coffee table was between us with a basket full of tea bags, a bowl full of M&Ms and a stack of CDs in cases. Against one wall was a big table covered with a white tablecloth piled high with platters of food, boxes of cereal, bottles of Gatorade. There was blue Gatorade tonight, Eric's favorite. A tub of licorice and a coffee pot were also set up. The room had a chill vibe. I liked it. Eric and I were alone. I closed my eyes and for a moment pretended that we were in our own apartment, in our living room, sitting on our couches next to our stone fireplace trying to decide what to do for dinner, pondering Chinese takeout, and calling out for Gus, our dog, to come to us and cuddle with us. I guess they had found a stray dog earlier. They called Gus. I don't know. Making oh the band was on TV. It's like, okay, girl. Yes. Uh, Making the band was on TV. One of the episodes was about Ashley and Shelley, which was his ex-girlfriend. I asked Eric about the show, the filming, and specific episodes I've seen. She hadn't even seen all the episodes with her. Uh, then I asked him about the one in which his grandmother died. It was a dramatic, intense episode. The cameras went to the funeral and everything. I cried nearly the whole time I watched. Eric told me he wanted the cameras there. It was something I felt I needed to share. It's a huge thing that happened to me. It's a part of who I am. That started off incredible conversation. I was surprised Eric opened up so much to me. Uh, We became immersed in each other's past. We established that the death of our grandparent was the hardest thing either of us have ever gone through. We discussed our memories of the good times. I told him the story when I was six years old. My gramps took my sister, Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. And me to somebody for New Year's Eve. He pretended to be asleep the whole time Vanjie and I set up a party of grapes, crackers, and water. We talked about what went through our minds as we learned the news of our grandparents' death. Eric got a phone call from his mom during the filming of the episode. The camera was rolling and caught the exact moment. It heart-wrenching to watch. We were open uh, yes, and honest and connected somehow. He stared at me so intently when I was talking that I wanted to kiss him. Half an hour went by and Mike walked through the door of the dressing room. Eric and I sat facing each other cross-legged on the couch and feasted on the bowl of M&Ms we'd placed between us. Eric had just done a hilarious impression of Ashley, and I was laughing so hard I thought I was going to fall off the couch. I got lots of abs, look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I'm not interrupting anything, Mike said with a playful smirk of his. Eric and I were oblivious to the intruder and continued laughing. If I didn't know any better, I think you two were sleeping together. We both heard that. I looked at Eric and stopped laughing. This could get good. Eric smiled and said, just because I'm talking to her means I'm having sex with her? Don't you think I can be friends with a girl without sleeping with her? Eric, we're talking about you here, Mike said. 
Eric pretended to act shocked and brought his hand up to his open mouth. I can't believe I have that reputation. Fine. I'll prove it. I'll show you with Krista how I can just be friends with a girl. No sex. Pure friendship. No. Damn it. I never thought the idea of sex would be appealing after that guy. Uh, I was so... Uh, so anyway, so then she was kind of like upset that she kind of got friend zoned. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Where are we here? That is, uh, Where is so I got Eric is sick and there's some things there. She has a dinner with Dan. Chinsia, I know. I'm just trying to figure out what you want. No, 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 no. I think... Just pause. Why don't we just keep going? Because you obviously have a lot more to go. And I feel there like people like are so much interested in this. So just maybe do like one more and then we'll do part two. Yeah, like a two-parter. Because you got a lot of posts, you know, what's left, my dude. It's true. Okay. So I I mean, it's good so far. Okay. But I don't want you to rush it because like there's some, you know, pretty good posts. I mean, there's a lot more to go. And I feel like we've... <laughs> We've only scratched the surface. We didn't even get like yeah. the Trevor penis thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, so here's she's gonna take care of Eric because he's sick. Take care of him. Yes. Mm, take care. Oh, and the fan proposal. Okay, this is a good one to leave it on. This okay, is okay, 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 okay. All right, so they had a concert at NL and UNLV. So I guess Las Vegas <laughs> University or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so they got to stay at the Hard Rock Hotel, and it was like pretty baller and exciting. So, nice. so, uh, so this is June seventeenth, Las Vegas, Nevada, midnight. They had a concert tonight at UNLV. When we arrived at the back entrance of the venue, there were about a hundred fans waiting there for the guys. Mm. How do they know when and where they'll be? I'm just gonna pause here. It's not like they were at a random place. They were at the fucking venue waiting outside the back door. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure people can figure this out. Shocking. Okay. Um, I would never have known this before becoming involved in this world where a band enters a venue. Does she think that they just enter through the front door? Is that where? No, like it's like Backstreet Boys where they enter from the bottom. Like, oh, you people, can't you see? (laughs) Due to the waiting crowd, he had to decide how to get inside with as little commotion as possible. I think Dan could tell I was blown away. The stuff fans do totally surprises me. He took my hand and led me out of the van saying, get used to this. Get used to this. Uh, the managers tried to make a walkway so we could walk through the crowd. It almost worked. As we were trying to walk to the door, a girl started bawling and screaming, I love you, Trevor! I want to marry you! And ran up and hugged him. Trevor's so good about that thing. He just hugged her back and we Aww. kept walking. That's sweet. <laughs> Eric really didn't feel well, so we stayed at the hotel in bed while we all went to the sound check. The driver took me back a couple hours later to pick him up. I went to his room... And walked in and had a, he had a sweet, sincere look on his face and said, you look really pretty, Krista. I'd uh, write that in my book, too. <laughs> I, started, <laughs> I started to blush. He makes me feel like a little girl. Odd, but okay. Um, I thanked him and, of course, made a mental note to remember what I was wearing. Knee-length tan and cranberry skirt tan dank tank top and tan platforms that doesn't sound like a nice outfit it was the um, style at the time we don't style at the time well eric took a shower i ironed his outfit 
That way, the door is broken, Eric. No, Very uh, creepy. I ironed his Gordelamy pants, which melted under the iron. Oh, jeez. Uh, the way back to the venue was via an In-N-Out burger to pick up food for everyone. In-N-Out burger was pretty good. I've never mm. been. It's a. Didn't we have it in Vegas? Or was that yeah, we had time? it in Vegas. It was I there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that was a different time. Ago. Was that the Dole Whip? I don't have Dole Whip and In-N-Out. I think no. that was the time we went without Lydia. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, Lydia. Tonight then, yeah. was my first meet and greet experience. Before every show, the guys meet in a room with about forty people. So would this be kind of like what you did, Diane? Was mm-hmm. there about 40 people? You think? Where we were outside, but yes. Yeah. I guess people win these passes on the radio or something to sign or autographs something. and take pictures and not give pictures to people. Mm. Or Diane has experienced. Or Diane. I'm told all artists do this before a concert, which I didn't know. Lies. They no longer have to do it, but okay. Yeah. Also with COVID, them. we're probably never going to see anyone again. Uh, I wonder no! I wonder if I can get meet and greet passes for a Bon Jovi concert. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, the show was a sellout tonight, and I think it went really well. We were all excited. Be- okay, this is, this is my favorite part. I love this part. Okay. We were all excited because a man was supposed to propose to his girlfriend on stage during the concert right before they sang All or Nothing. Nice. The fiancé-to-be, a man in his mid-30s, uh-huh. was standing off stage wearing a tuxedo oh, nice. and holding a bouquet of daisies. Okay. Really? You have daisies okay. if you have a tuxedo? I think roses. Yeah, I think roses too. But okay. The time came for Dan to introduce him and to invite him on stage, where the man proceeded to ask his girlfriend to come on stage. Nice. Out of nowhere, a girl tears through the audience and makes her way onto the steps and onto the stage. Dan and the man just stared at her. He walked over to Trevor, who the girl was standing next to, and said, This isn't her. <laughs> what? <laughs> she just took her shot to run on stage, this girl. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Ballsy. <laughs> it was a fan. The determined girl was whisked off stage by security <laughs> and politely escorted outside. <laughs> How random. <laughs> what balls. <laughs> Soon after, things settle down a bit, and the man's real girlfriend goes on stage very reluctantly. Uh, oh. She was not more than 22 years old. Oh, dear. So this man is in his mid-30s. Oh, dear. Uh, with brown hair and wore a short skirt. Right away, you just know that these two definitely don't look like they go. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. A, a judging on appearance as much, Krista? Well, I mean, she describes everything she wears, so yes. The man recites an obviously rehearsed speech. No shit, you've just made this. Okay. And sums it up with, will you marry me? Oh. His intended fiance just stood there oh. for what seemed to be an hour. Not one word was spoken. Ah. Silence between them and silence in the audience. Uh-oh. We were all waiting for her answer. Fuck. Just about the time someone in the audience might have yelled out something really off color, Trevor made his way over to the girl and whispered in her ear. She nodded and after waiting a few seconds, said yes to the man. He was very excited and even started crying, but it all seemed so weird. I definitely don't want my proposal to happen like that. I would be fine to be proposed to on stage. Yeah, same, people. yeah. No. Um, I wonder if Trevor's like, 
Just say yes and get off the fucking stage. Probably. This is my show. Probably. <laughs> well, I will continue. Okay, okay, sorry. 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 Um, so, yeah, so would you all like to be proposed to on stage? Hell yes. like, yeah. Diane wouldn't. Oh, hell no. No, yeah. So Diane is like feeling this girlfriend. She's just like, oh, I'm like nervous. I would, I would be like, I would have like a fucking parade or like mm-hmm. a flash mob or something. That's way too public for me. Okay. I would okay. love yeah. that. It would be fun. All right. So after the show, we all wondered about that entire incident. We started laughing about it, and Trevor and I reenacted the scenario. We asked him what he had whispered to the girl in her ear. I told her to just say yes and deal with the fallout later. We're in the middle of a show. (laughs) (laughs) I caused it. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, funny stuff. And then... Very funny. Wow. I'm just going to end that there because then it's just them like going to the lobby and stuff. So, okay. Yikers. That was a good way to end it. We'll stop there, but I promise next week, the next episode is going to be the second half. Feel like there's some good parts we haven't gotten to yet. Such a, yes. You know, just such a great book, and I feel like there's got to be some way to get these this to you. So I'm gonna brainstorm some more. But uh, you like know, by listening is also a good way to get. Yeah, because like too. I don't know if we, can we legally share. It? We Are we gonna get a cease and desist? Probably yes. So. From beyond the grave, I don't know. She's not dead. dead. No, Lou. 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 I don't know if Lou, Lou. The one who did it. It might have just been like their publishing lawyers. company. Maybe like their manager or something. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Anyways, like I said, uh, come back next week. We'll get to the second half of this wonderful tale. Yeah, all about town on tour with O Town by um, All right, thanks for taking a break with us, guys. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.